You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would, Would you, you be, be mine? mine? Could you be mine? Yo, that's a weird fucking thing to say to kids. Can I just point that out right now? I mean, it's it's weird Would you be if a weirdo mine? says it. Could you be mine? Like, is this the intro song to Jeffrey Epstein's Love Island? <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love Mr. Rogers, but it's like, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> it shows the differences in generations. Like you could be earnest like that with kids. Yeah, man. Back then. But if you would say something like that now to a kid. Dude, I was in a pool the other day and and a five year old got in the pool and I was like, I should leave. Yeah, but I should leave the whole look building. at that fucking pedo mustache you got right there. I d- <laughs> yeah. That that mustache <laughs> is like if transition lenses was a fucking mustache. <laughs> Make up your mind. You finally made it to where Mexicans made it in seventh grade, Tommy. I'm so proud of you. You And I I couldn't be prouder either. You should see this fucking hair lip on fucking Tommy right now. It's it's beautiful. I love it. How you doing, Tommy? You good? We missed you a couple weeks. The ladies are into it. I've been busy growing this fucking stash. Yeah, but apparently you have been. I had to go on a hiatus just to to focus on growing hair. You went to a place and you concentrated real hard. Mm -hmm. Like a camp. Where yeah. you could concentrate. I climbed to the top of a mountain. And, <laughs> a uh, Tibetan mountain. <laughs> and when Tommy finally found realization on top of that Tibetan mountain, what sprout forth but a mustache of wisdom. And now. <laughs> I've tried Tommy to shave is. it off. It keeps growing back because I'm so wise. Oh, it's like that, <laughs> it's like that scene in, uh, in uh, The Simpsons where he keeps trying to shave. <laughs> Homer keeps shaving. It comes. That's like me. You know what I mean? I'm like so hairy except for like the one place I want to be because I'm on top of my head. <laughs> My parents just visited, and like it bothers my mom more that I'm bald than it bothers me. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's weird. Yeah, she blames it on Haiti. She says ever since you went to Haiti, you got bald. What? Yeah, <laughs> the water. She thinks, she thinks something happened in Haiti, and I got bald. You know what I mean? Like a curse or something. Like a curse or something. Yeah. Which why I was in Haiti, I did go to a voodoo ceremony very drunk. I past mean, midnight. I'll tell you. And I don't, moms have known, been known to be right, you know, <laughs> about things like that. So I was in Haiti after the earthquake, right? And uh, I was drinking, as, as one will do, in Haiti. And uh, one of the guys, Cassius, he was one of the door guys. We were always bullshitting about these voodoo, this thing, voodoo, voodoo. And he's like, no, it's happening right now. There's one. Do you want to go? And I was like, obviously I want to go, right? So, uh, Of course a dude named Cassius <laughs> knows where a voodoo ceremony is. Shout out to my boy Cassius. <laughs> I taught him Johnny Cash songs. He's still singing them down there. And uh, 
And so he takes us and we walk out of the compound and it's like the middle of the night and you know, we're walking through these like fields and there's like moonlight and you start to hear like a little drum beat, oh a little God. drum beat, a little drum beat, right? And uh and we and we walk and, and there's this clearing and there's a fire and there's like a group of these people dancing around a fire, right? And there's a fire. Like a fire. <laughs> this group of people dancing around a fire and uh so this is in the middle of nowhere. In Haiti, in Croix de Bouquet, which okay. is where Wyclef Jean is from. And, uh, <laughs> Fun fact. And I'm drunk. Let me, let me reiterate this, but I'm drunk. Mm-hmm. So I may or may not have been kicked out of a voodoo ceremony. <laughs> oh, my God. So all these ladies are dancing, right? And it's like... That's why you got cursed, bro. It's like... <laughs> They're like dancing, and I'm like, oh shit! Oh, that like the spirits fun, got him. That looks like it's the freaking weekend, baby. About to have me some damn fun, right? Yeah, so yeah. I start going in there, and I got my thing, and I'm dancing, and all the ladies start laughing. I mean, they're yeah. like fucking cheesing, like rolling over on the ground laughing. <laughs> but the one dude takes who's taking it too seriously, obviously. This is the dude who put the curse on you. Is the dude who's running the thing. And like, he's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. and like, uh, Cassie's like, bro, I think we got to go. But all the ladies love me. You know what wow. I mean? Wow. They were like, no, don't go. Did he have like, like face sorry. paint? No, it was he very. Have like a little doll or no. a shaker? It's this whole like voodoo thing that we have. I think we have a very wrong idea of it here. You know Probably. what I mean? We don't, we don't like, because we, we don't understand anything. All I know is racist so television, that's, that's, you know? That's why my mom thinks I'm bald now. Wow. <laughs> That's a fun story. I know, but I have bigger problems. Oh, I, I'll, I'll teach you. To, I'll, I'll sit you down. I'll tell you all the Haiti stories sometime. <laughs> but uh, I have a problem bigger than voodoo stuff. I've been betting on summer league basketball. <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> that is a problem. Summer league. I I can't help it, Tommy. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I I literally I can't help it. We're doing DraftKings. <laughs> no, it's Bovada. It's a Latvian website. Oh shit! You going foreign with? Sorry, it. Tony Rock. I I walked. I won Tony Rock two hundred seventy dollars. I still haven't pulled it out. The only way you can get money off of Bovada is you got to put it in Coinbase first, which is a Bitcoin thing. Oh my and God. if I would have put it in Coinbase, I would have doubled his money by now. He would have five hundred and forty dollars. You're using cryptocurrency. I know which foreign I'm, bets on summer league basketball. <laughs> This is, sadly, I have no defense for myself, <laughs> none whatsoever. But I did win last night. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Uh, they, were given, they were given the fucking uh, Knicks 16 points. How was I not going to take that? The Knicks, um, I don't even know what the record is. I think they actually may have dropped their first two games, but they were favored to win Summer League because, like, three, three like, 60% of their starting lineup is playing in Summer League. <laughs> right. Which kind of tells you like where the Knicks are right now as yeah. an organization, because only your first or second year players play it. But they were up on the Lakers, and the Lakers have like no summer league talent, and they were up sixteen points, and they're giving them sixteen points. They end up winning by like you know twenty eight. So who's laughing now, Tommy? Good point. Who is the sad degenerate now using? Meanwhile, I'm just out here besides. getting parking tickets. <laughs> Exactly. And I may actually go to Summer League this week if Sam Tripoli doesn't hate me right now. They're going this weekend. I might go with him. We got into a friendly Twitter beef. Oh, a Twitter beef? I got into a Twitter beef with Sam. About what? Over Jeffrey Epstein. (laughs) Oh, boy. Don't even get him started on that shit, man. Well, Sam comes from this... Well, I will say, let me preface this by saying Sam is not... defending epstein or anything in any type of way or or uh, he's not Who even would? yeah it's it, here's where the angle comes from. i think you can easily implicate donald trump in this and he doesn't think that you can i feel like you can yeah i at mean at least 
Epstein like, and him were partying with just 28 girls, like with just them two. Door guys saw them going together. Trump saying like all this shit like multiple uh, times. Oh, he's a great guy. He yeah, likes man. girls. A little on the younger side. I mean, like, come the fuck on. And Donald Trump is just a gross individual. And Donald Trump has been named in a lawsuit from a girl who alleged that shit. I saw went that, down. man. Yeah, and including that lawsuit is a sworn affidavit by one of Epstein's handlers. You know. Uh, but more than a little bit suspicious. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah, let's like, don't just automatically take this guy out, you know? And the only reason you would do that is if you subscribe to that Q, if you know who Q is that like Q is this online conspiracy thing that these people think he's like telling the future or some bullshit, crazy stuff. Hmm. And according to him, Trump is really here to save the day against child sex traffickers. But who is the number one cause of human trafficking in this entire world is Russia and Russia mobsters. So I don't know. I don't to think digress. Trump has any agenda other than uh, His making own, himself feel better. Trump is pure id. You know what I mean? Absolutely. He's, there's no triple chess happening there. He's just like an open nerve ending, just like screaming into the fucking, you know, ether. But uh, yeah, long story short. So Sammy and I were planning to go to the tr summer league this weekend. So we may still end up doing that, which would be fun. I can yeah. gamble on that in fucking person. <laughs> You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I actually love the Summer League. I fucking love the Summer League. Like, people think I'm crazy, but it's almost like, I don't know. Like, I like the Summer League better than the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, my God. that That's a wild thing to say, to be fair. Well, can I defend myself, Tommy? Oh, by all means. You can try. The reason I like it is because... you made more money at the Summer League. I made no. more money at the Summer League. <laughs> and Tom Brady has just stomped out my heart. Like, I can't even enjoy football anymore because of Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady. He's fucking ruined it, the bastard. But uh, uh, I'll tell you why. Because it's better than the entire NCAA tournament and prior to that. Because you get to see all the top draft guys go against each other in like a very uh, under the Petri dish kind of zoomed in type of focus. Yeah, You know what I mean? So you get to see this top level NBA rookie talent like fight each other or not fight each other but play basketball against each other <laughs> it'd be cooler if they did fight each other you damn know? dude yeah. right so i find that to be like really really fascinating you know and then i can look at all these second round picks and be like whoa that guy's totally gonna take over the league and then he's like out of the league you know what they should do from now they yeah. should do a one-on-one -on -one tournament for the last like five spots in the league I'll oh, watch that. That is fucking cool. That'd be sick. And like, if you're one of the five last teams, you have to keep a roster spot open. You for, know what I mean? To do that. Yeah. I fucking love that idea, actually, Tommy. Now you're thinking. Oh, with your shit. Fucking yes. he, see, he's got, we'll an Andrew, he's got an Andrew Yang hat, and now he's thinking. You know what hey, I mean? Hey, dude, this mustache. We weren't joking <laughs> in the beginning. Tommy's all about niche movements that don't have a chance of ever doing anything. <laughs> That's my entire life. Just like life. that fucking mustache. You know? I'm looking for the indie indie candidate. <laughs> exactly. Um... But yeah, so we may end up going to Summer League and doing some fun stuff there, but we'll see. We'll see. But it's always that Epstein. He gets in the way of everything fun. Yeah, you know man. what I'm saying? He but sucks. Uh, He does suck, dude. I hope he goes to jail for the longest of fucking times. How can it be in this fucking country that somebody does something like that and they only go to jail? How long did he go to jail for? Like five years? Barely even. I think less. And I think then, like 12 months. And then he, he had never had to check in had for his like parole. He had work release too. Yeah. Which he could like be out from 12 to like They call it the honeymoon treatment. And did you see the thing about how two people in Trump's cabinet were the lawyers and judge Alex, for the Epstein case? Well, it's really real. Alex Acosta, his labor secretary, is the one who um, who brokered that deal. Yeah. 
Uh, he's the one who brokered the deal, the sweetheart deal that no one ever got. It's like it's it makes me sick that rich people have like such a different uh, justice system in this yeah, country. Man. And uh, so he brokered it, Alex Acosta, who's his current labor secretary. And then the dude who hired Jeffrey Epstein to teach kids is Donald Barr, Trump's AG's dad. You know what I mean? It's like he's and, so and he was a college dropout. He didn't have a degree and he hired him to teach high school students math and chemistry and like i don't know about these hedge fund guys but it's like really rare that they're billionaires you know what i mean yeah like really really fucking rare like uh what's his name what's his face like um who's the uh robert de niro played him on the hbo movie madoff yeah bernie madoff was only worth 160 260 million low-key i feel like and this guy's a billionaire that doesn't make anyone who's a billionaire that we don't immediately yeah. know why is a criminal. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Bill Gates, oh, com- the computer guy, computer right? Computer guy, Musk, yeah, yeah. He did the spaceship thing. But yeah. if I don't know what you did, yeah. you're probably a criminal. You're, yeah, I think that's probably a good bet. And so this guy in 1983, he opens up a hedge fund after Donald Barr's, uh, Donald Barr, uh, A.G. Barr's dad hires him, right? So uh, uh, he opens up a hedge fund shop for only billionaires, saying that if you send me this letter, uh, if you if you apply to me, you have to be a billionaire, okay? You have eight hundred million dollars. He's hmm. not taking your money. Nineteen eighty three. Weird. Do you know how many billionaires there were in America in nineteen eighty three? No. Thirteen. Oh my god. Thirteen. This Why guy has send him no, a letter. no college education whatsoever. You know, so there's some very shady things, but it's the nature of the world that we're not going to find out what happens, and probably no one will get serious punishment for this. Maybe mm. Epstein will now, but dude, this guy was partying with everybody. You know what I mean? Everybody. Like fucking Prince Andrew and shit. And like if Bill Clinton was doing this shit, Bill Clinton needs to be locked the fuck up too. Yeah, you know what I'm totally. saying? And that's like the thing I don't understand about right now. And if you're a Republican, I love you and I think you're great, but I just think <laughs> you guys are losing your way. Like if you're <laughs> if like the whole thing on like, yeah, what if Bill Clinton did? Throw him in the fucking chair. Yeah. Anybody who did you it, you don't find any Democrats like jumping to the defense. Well, yeah. maybe you do, but this guy's like Epstein leftist. Oh my God, they're trying to make this happen. It's like the sheer fact that you're calling Epstein leftist proves you're trying to protect a team. There's no yeah, fucking dude. team in this, for sure. Yeah, and speaking of which, um, uh, conservatives over the last week have boycotted now what Nike. Starbucks and the U.S. Women's National Team. <laughs> it's so funny. There's people on Twitter rooting against ah, the USA how are you because rooting? they're so American. You're so American, you're rooting against the Women's National Team. Unreal. How does that make any fucking sense? Like, that is so sad and <laughs> pathetic to me. And, like, a president... So, who are you getting in a fight with as a president? You get in a fight with a pope and your own women's national soccer team. <laughs> like, What? Like, where are we right now? Like, what crooked part of the simulation have we meandered into that motherfucking... The women's national team is now enemy number one. And just if you look at it at an objective sense, what other politician, what anybody who's running, any of the other Republicans or any other Democrats or any other president, if you go back to Bushy, <laughs> narco-terrorism, if you go back to those guys, you know what I mean? Like, what other president could you imagine having beef with a national team? 
You know what I mean? And you saw during the Bush years and Obama years, like some random guys wouldn't show up to the event. And sometimes they thought it was political. And a few times they say it overtly or not. But never to this level where there's an antagonism until, and towards entire segments of the population, the point where the U.S. women's national team is now closer to the fucking French resistance than like, yeah. you know what I mean? Than a national team. It's just absolutely weird. I mean, how do you not love these people, Tommy? How do you not love the women's national team? Let's take a live look right now at the U.S. women's uh, locker room celebrating. This is fantastic. It's about to get real fucking weird in here. This is like my new favorite person. Her name is Ashlyn Harris, okay? I followed two people on Instagram in the last week. One is Ashlyn Harris, star goalkeeper of the U.S. Women's National Team. Hilarious. And the other one is Rachel Dolezal, who I had no idea is on Instagram. But it's also hilarious for other reasons. Oh, my God. That should be your two fucking Instagram followers of the week, all right? Rachel Dolezal, the white woman who thinks she's black. Yo, she's holding on to that. Like, she's not even dropping that. She hasn't even budged. She is a budge. I think that's the one thing we've learned from the Trump era is just don't budge. You know what I mean? Mm. If you just like, if you just like, are like, all right, okay. And then you just wait. Everyone forgets. Everyone literally forgets. You could like, Tommy could get famous for kicking puppies on Instagram next week. And everybody like, oh my God, it's Tommy, that dude who kicks Dalmatians. And, but if I kept and doing retreat, it. But if you kept doing it, it was like, yo. People would be like, hey, it's, it's, the, puppy it's dude. the puppy kicker yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And then We're you, partying with the puppy kicking dude. You'd, you'd be getting a lot more spots and shit too. Right, you know what I mean? Dude, like what? It's fucked up. Yeah. But I fucking love Ashlyn Harris, man. I've been like Instagram stalking the whole team because this looks like the most fun anybody has ever had, like ever. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, she's got a good vibe. She's got a great vibe. She looks like she's happy. She's been at the ESPYs. She's been all over the place. Also, can I just nominate her as 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 officially? There's somebody in the say bitch rankings who has finally beaten Dave Chappelle. Okay, <laughs> like. And the word saying bitch, like saying bitch, mm-hmm. like there's certain people who can say it and it's hilarious. Right. And there's certain people who can then say it and you sound like you're like, you know. Truly. Like, about, like, uh, like, uh, like Trump's about to nominate you for mm-hmm. labor secretary. Totally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can't say bitch. If I say bitch, it comes across very angry and like not fun and lovable. Right. I've tried on stage before and everybody's like, oh, who's the Palestinian guy yeah. on stage? You know what I mean? Aaron Paul carried a whole TV show saying bitch though. So it's yo, like. Yo, yo, Aaron Paul rivaled Chappelle for his bitch abilities. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think Ashton Harris has them all beat. Like the way she says bitch to me is perfect. It's like that, <laughs> it's like a touch of the beach, the beach with the bitch. You know Ooh. how people are bringing in the beach? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. A little yeah. silent Y in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's able to kind of like put both <laughs> together. Here's Ashton Harris, man. <laughs> it's good because you expect it. It's like syncopated. You don't expect it. It's like syncopated jazz. You know what I mean? Yeah. It comes on that it's off like, beat. Da-ding, da-ding, da-ding. Ooh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's been fucking great. Uh, also, you know, I'm just going to reiterate on my point last week that I don't think Aaron Weaver got that I was making a serious point is that women's soccer is so much more entertaining than men's soccer. I enjoy, mm, okay. I enjoy watching it. <laughs> 
as an objective viewer of the sport, I have no horse in the race. I'm not like a big soccer guy. The last time I was really big into soccer was when I was playing FIFA with the boys back in uh, <laughs> Bloomington High School, Bloomington, Bloomington, Indiana, IU with the Indian boys. Shout out Akshat. Shout out all the boys. Shout out Sidhu. Shout out Ajay. But literally, we just sit. <laughs> We would all these kids were fucking rich. Like, like if you're coming from India to study in the United States, you're fucking like rich as shit. Like bling, one of these bling. cats is like uh, he owns the boats in Bombay. Okay. Not like he owns the boats. Like you know those big shipping boats that are like those huge. Those are his boats. And you can like run like the entire world on those boats. Like the right. kind Dennis Hopper ran at the in Waterworld. Shout yeah, out Waterworld. Yeah. You know what I mean? Shout out Underrated. <laughs> Those some like Captain Phillips boats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He owns fucking Captain. Like these bitches are rich, bitch. But we wouldn't see see that. That was an okay bitch. But yeah. like, uh, if you if you're rhyming it or you put you get that Y in there. It, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Yatch. Yeah, you know yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. But uh, but so I would just like hang out with these cats and we would. He had a basement apartment and we go down there and we would just blaze and play FIFA for days and days and days and days. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah, good and then times. you'd come out and like there'd be no sunlight and you'd be like what the fuck happened to sunlight and also real quickly <laughs> these guys would roll the they were beautiful joints but they rolled what were called gjs which was the meeting uh, it's the meeting of three holy rivers in india and the reason they would do that is these cats would put in hashish tobacco and weed in their joints you know what i mean which i'm good with two out of three of those but fucking unfiltered camel tobacco in yeah, the joint. Europeans, you're supposed to be fucking classy and like ahead of us. That is fucking some gross shit. You guys need to quit doing that, okay? Indians and Europeans, quit with that fucking gross shit. I can't smoke it. Because I didn't think I liked weed for three years because yeah. I would smoke with these guys That's really harsh. and get sick, you know? But I don't have any you know, self-esteem of my own, so I just keep, sm <laughs> keep smoking. <laughs> That's funny. You know, but so, so I don't have like a horse in this race and I know Tommy really loves soccer, but here's what I've noticed and I'll tell you why it's more entertaining. Okay. So in men's soccer, let's say you're having entry balls into the box. Okay. Mm -hmm. The men are putting the balls in the box. Right. Let's go to the men when they're putting the balls in the box. When they're okay. putting the balls in the box. All right. Me, when they're putting the balls in when the, the box. When the balls are in the box. Balls in the box. I feel like, I feel like DiCaprio at the end of Aviator. Yeah. <laughs> the way of the future. The way of the future. Yeah. The way of the future. Uh, shout out underrated movie Aviator. I love that fucking movie. I think about that movie about every two months. Anyways, keep going on. Um, so where were we? Oh yeah. So when men put entry balls in the box, for whatever reason, when men are putting entry balls into the box, right? Tommy, when they're putting balls they in the box. They do do that. They put the balls in the box. There's less accuracy. You know what I mean? Like so, so for an entry ball in men's soccer, you're getting one out of ten of those balls being like a danger and causing actual like drama in the box. Mm -hmm. Whereas in women's soccer, it's like three or four out of ten balls coming in, are causing drama in the box I and causing and causing danger. And the pacing is just better. You know, it's like it's 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 more evenly paced. It's better back and forth. There's like more actual scoring opportunities, and it just leads to a more entertaining product. Where men's soccer is really disjointed. Uh, it takes a lot of build up, and rarely ever ever leads to anything. So I don't know what it is about it. I don't know. 
I don't know why that is or why it comes out, but I just feel like the scoring opportunities are more and varied in women's soccer, and it leads to a more entertaining product. And I, I this is my third Women's World Cup, really watching, right. and I get more, uh, I get more enjoyment out of a random women's soccer match at the World Cup than I do a men's soccer match. And I'm not quite sure why, but these are the kind of the reasons I prescribed it towards. But now that I've kind of laid it out, can you kind of see what I mean there? Um. I can see what you mean. Yeah. I, if I could even attempt to explain, I feel like you mostly watch World Cup soccer, right? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I watched plenty of Champions League, especially when I lived in Prague. Well, I'm coming across very worldly today. Yeah. <laughs> Champions League, Prague, India, Haiti. Haiti. Oh yeah. my God. What? But when I lived in Europe, yeah, I mean, these guys, they watch Champions, they watch soccer like I watch the Summer League. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Which is obsessively so. Like, so I've, I've watched a ton of men's soccer, but, but in terms of me engaging, Picking up the remote and being actively interested now, currently, right. it would probably be, yeah, more World Cup. I feel like women, I didn't. Ah! Oh, shit. <laughs> that was Ashlyn Harris sneaking up on a skin. Yeah. Um, I feel like the women's game, the pace is different. The pace, sure. it's more even. It's not as disjointed, too. Go ahead. I'll let you finish. It's not as, um, I feel like the men's game is a little bit faster and I feel like there's less. I will say the the crossing in the women's game is better. Is better. It's slower. I feel like the balls are more floating, and yeah. I feel like in the women's game there's a bigger disparity of talent sometimes. Like I feel like a lot of us are watching the U.S. women's team take on other teams, so it seems like they're just totally dismantling them. But I think I've seen similar things in the men's game, but like. What you mean? So you're saying? I'm saying the U.S. women's team is unusually better good. than most so of the other teams. So you're saying it's kind of like Spain's golden generation, where if you're just yeah. watching like when Spain, then yes. you're like, oh my god, look at the beautiful side. In, in 2012, when Spain was playing other teams, I think there was a similar feeling of like, whoa, these guys, really every fun. pass is perfect. Yeah, that and there is definitely something to that. I'm glad you brought that up, and I'm going to come come back to that at a point. But even like you look at how I believe it was Japan beat us in the last World Cup. Not this one beat the U.S. women's team. I think team. they beat us in the Olympics. Okay, well, maybe it was the Olympics. But the way they played was so much fun. It was mm. like a lot of short passes, entry balls, very, very fast. Because they didn't have the height, pace. so they got to beat them on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just like, I don't know. It's just something about the pace. And maybe because it's slower, it's more even. You know what yeah. I mean? If that makes sense. Like men's soccer is very herky-jerky. And then they play that possession ball in the midfield that gets like really fucking boring. I don't know. But on the talent thing, I'm glad you said that. And I would always tell my friends in, in Prague, shout out Nemanja. He's now a plant botanist. What's up, Nemanja? <laughs> Serbia. Tiburas. Um I would always tell him, and he was like, no, bro, da-da-da-da, just because he didn't want to admit in his inner heart. But the rest of the world, let me tell them, and and the women's soccer team is proving this, the rest of the world is fucking lucky. We don't give a shit about soccer. They're lucky. Because you would not get to enjoy your favorite sport. <laughs> if our American top-tier yeah. athletes played soccer, we would win every single match, and we wouldn't give a shit. Okay, yeah. like so in women's soccer, this is America's top tier women athletes. Okay, these are the best of the best of the best of the women's athletes going to soccer because it's our biggest female sport. You know what I'm saying? I would say 
say that and tennis, mm. which which also the other women's sport that's my favorite that I can enjoy watching more than men's, uh, depending on the talent and the matchups, is women's tennis. Women's tennis is brilliant. It's just as entertaining as men's tennis, if not more so entertaining. Serena is the greatest of all time. Anyways, going uh, continuing on to my point. Um, so women's soccer has all the great American talent. Therefore, we kick everybody's ass because we're going top tier. If men's soccer had top tier American talent, nobody would ever win anything ever again. Right now, soccer is getting our third tier talent or our fourth tier talent. If Dwayne Wade, Russell Westbrook, and LeBron James were pushing balls up the fucking middle of the infield, I don't give a fuck what golden generation England has. I don't give a fuck what 5-5 Messi is doing or put hair gel in my hair boy Cristiano Ronaldo is doing. We will come and we will eat your lunch. We will eat your fucking paella every fucking four years. (laughs) You ain't winning shit. If fucking six seven Peter Crouch can be an influence on the pitch, going into into like he had like three different careers. Right. He even came back when he was old. If six seven Peter Crouch can come in and have a career, oh my god, what the fuck do you think LeBron James is gonna do in the fucking box? You know what I mean? What do you think six four Dwayne Wade is gonna do? He's gonna eat your goddamn uh, paella. You know what I mean? I, that, there's something to that. I definitely think uh, the our Soccer. athletic talent is oftentimes used in other areas. We don't. We put our third or fourth tier talent. But on top of that, I think part of it is a cultural thing. Like meaning, meaning like we don't. On top of not getting the top athletes, we also don't have a culture or like, you know what I mean? Like we're not soaked in it. Right? Yeah. Like Brazil is. So but it's like weird because we kind of are because you know youth soccer is bigger than like youth basketball or youth football you know there's a lot more kids who play soccer in this country than they play football but those same kids couldn't necessarily name 10 soccer players yeah that's true yeah that's true it's kind of like a they play it's like a a pastime or a hobby they play soccer because their mom didn't want them to play football you know what i mean they don't do it because they have these big grandiose dreams these are the reasons these are the reasons our top tier talent don't doesn't go in into into it but you know when you tell soccer people this they inherently reject it you know, one, because the ego is so attached to certain ideas. When a mind, when an idea comes up that goes against an idea that an ego is so attached with, the ego will inherently reject it. And you can kind of see this when you bring up the simulation theory. If you bring up, <laughs> it's true. If you bring up the simulation theory, like, I'm sorry. Like, I may or may not believe in God. I, I won't say so publicly on this podcast. I believe in the way Thomas Jefferson said it. That's something best to be kept private. You know what I mean? and government then should be ran in that way. You know, God is a thing that should be kept private and very sacred to a person if but you if believe in it. But if you do believe in God, as soon as, as you so, believe he put us in a simulation. As soon as, you, as soon as you put God in the public sphere, you cheapen it by politicizing it. You know, hmm. which is why I think today's evangelicals have kind of completely lost their fucking way. For sure. You know, yeah. completely lost. I mean, evangelical Christendom is... The least thing it's based on is the actual teachings of Christ. Those people would be the first ones to hang him if he came back. Right. <laughs> you know what God I mean? shouldn't be very political. The greatest chapter in literature, the Grand Inquisitor, Brothers Karamazov, read it. Um, 
<laughs> but uh, I digress. What, what, what was my what was my whole point with all this? Topic? Something about simulations. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the ego naturally rejects ideas. So it's most likely, regardless of whatever you believe, it's most likely that we li- live in some type of simulation. And the reasoning for that, I figured out this out in the seventh grade lunch line, and uh, some famous French philosopher got famous off this principle. But I would like to think I came up with it first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> seventh grade no it was 11th grade lunch time. and uh so we can currently what were you eating that day what was i eating that i don't remember but it was the side it wasn't the main one i went to carmel yeah. high school yeah. what'd you dip your spoon into no i went to the, it was the sideline i remember where i was you in the dipped line your spoon into the what same mashed potatoes for the 400 day like this <laughs> doesn't taste like mashed potatoes shout that out. aren't in a computer shout out mashed potatoes i love mashed potatoes was this before or after watching the matrix before wow this this really that is impressive um and i'll tell you why (laughs) okay so we can conceive of the technologies to create photorealistic graphics we can also conceive of the technologies to create our own simulation in which we could run what's called an ancestor simulation of the very universe that we live in using photorealistic graphics that is in many ways indistinguishable from this universe itself. So if we can conceive of those technologies Mm -hmm. and we can conceive of creating them, therefore that becomes the most likely explanation for this reality because it's the only technical uh, feasible explanation we can provide that can exist in any type of scientific or rational terms, okay? You understand, right? So you can come to me with your other philosophy, but we can't actually perceive of anything to create that. Here, we can actually say X, Y, Z. Oh, my God, we can create that. You know what what I mean? But what about the circumstances of the origin universe where the simulation was created? Well, well, see, now that's where the simulation gets really, really interesting. That's also a simulation? No, to to me, the interesting question about um, the simulation theory is not so much if the simulation theory exists, but what is base reality like? You know what I mean? Mm, Yeah. But, okay, that's a question for neither here nor there. But let's, you know, I propose this theory... to other people and what happens to them is they immediately reject the idea because it makes the ego feel unimportant you Mm, know what i mean because if you're a simulation you're not important you know so it's a very like existential dread camus the stranger type feeling that you get you know so what happens when you introduce that idea the media the ego immediately fights it immediately rejects it it immediately rejects it because it feels like it itself is being attacked, you know? So when you talk to European soccer people and you tell them ideas like this, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. they fucking hate it. Because, <laughs> no, bro, Buras, what are you talking? Like, oh my God, me and Nemanja got in the worst fight ever at a bar in Prague when I told him this. And I'm like, Nemanja, you're being silly. Obviously, we would win every fucking year. But... <laughs> The one thing I disagree with. It just with. Pisses, it pisses them off so much because soccer is something so sacred to them and we're not good at it that if we could just walk in and be good at it, they immediately reject it. But go ahead. The one thing I disagree with is the idea that Messi would be totally blown out of the water. I do believe that he is like an insane talent. Well, I, 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 let in me. In the same way that like there are other people as athletic sure. as LeBron James, but. Who? Okay, okay, bad example. There's other people like <laughs> Wait, as go athletic. Back. Who? Maybe as, or like as a Michael I don't, you Jordan. Know, I'm not even a LeBron stan. Well, who? LeBron, I'm, Michael Jordan is like the greatest two, athlete. Those are two super athletes, yeah, right? But yeah. there are other people. Michael Jordan who, could jump out of the building. It's like kids these days think, think Michael Jordan was fucking Babe Ruth or something. This motherfucker <laughs> would be the most athletic person in the NBA today, but go ahead. Okay, so like freak athletes for sure, but there are other freak athletes that wouldn't necessarily make it in the NBA. Yeah. Where well, some people are like they it's partially something in their brain. 
Yeah, yeah. Where they're just like, no, sure. It. And I'm sure Messi would still be great or whatever. But, you know, first of all, I've never been high on Messi. Right. Even, even when people were like, Messi was the greatest, I always thought Ronaldo was better. He's you know what I mean? slowly overtaken him. Yeah, because, you know, usually my theories play out over time, Tommy. But, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, I've never been high on Messi. But I just mean by saying that the talent level would bump so much higher. Uh, mm-hmm. In terms of in terms of what what the United States could provide, um, that sh- you know I don't think those guys we'd be talking about the way we do now. And I call this uh, I may have talked this on the last on the podcast last week, but can we get a Sean Joshi uh, music? The- uh, can we get a Sean Joshi theory uh, music uh, intro here? Thank you. Uh, And that is basically this. I call this the Jay-Z theory, okay? And that is (laughs) Jay-Z would be nowhere near where he was today if it wasn't for the murders of Biggie and Tupac, okay? Because Biggie and Tupac were not around to breathe that air and take up that space, Jay-Z was able to step up into it and kind of expand into it, Hmm. you know? But I don't think he was like, I love Jay-Z, by the way, but I don't think he was like on those guys as a rapper on on the same level as a rapper or a cultural force. You know what I mean? And especially Tupac was starting to go after him a little bit. You know, so I think if those guys were alive, they would have taken up so much fucking oxygen. And Biggie's got some big ass, fat ass lungs. You know what I mean? That Jay-Z wouldn't kind of be where he is today. And I think you can apply the same thing. Like if you had Kobe, motherfucking Kobe. Like I think Kobe is the perfect example. Dude speaks Spanish. He speaks... uh, speaks Italian and I think he even said if he could do it all over again that he would actually be a soccer player today I think if you had those cats playing soccer we'd have the seven greatest soccer players today on our team you know but that's just my theory I think Dwayne Wade Mm -hmm. Dwayne Wade with a soccer ball from birth is better than Cristiano Ronaldo with a soccer ball from birth yeah and get at me I don't know yeah I don't think so let's check in on see (laughs) Because his ego immediately rejects the idea because he can't see the truth. Because he's so, Tommy's so attached to his current idea of soccer and his current, he identifies with himself uh, through how he views soccer. And his ego does the same, that he can't see the truth in his fucking face. All right. I want to see who is stopping LeBron James in the box. But, but like, who's stopping him? I mean, tell me. I think he would be a great player potentially. Who's stopping him? I don't even know if he'd be a striker. He doesn't have to be. Like, there's different physicality that I think benefits. Well, he, 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 so much more okay, stamina so, based. Okay, so, 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 like, stamina. <laughs> yeah, and what do basketball players do? LeBron is playing defense and offense. I don't think stamina I don't think is an LeBron issue. LeBron would still be playing at, at 34. He might be. I think he would be. He I think be he's, like such, a he's such a freak. But so, so, like, Zlatan. Zlatan is 6'4 or 6'5. Or 6'7. Yeah, I think he's 6'5. Six, 6'5. Five. Six, five. You're telling me Zlatan. But he does karate kicks like You're he's, telling me Zlatan has more agility than LeBron James? Um, No. Exactly. You're telling me Peter Crouch has more agility than LeBron Peter James? Peter Crouch is a bad example. But not but a Peter elite, Crouch was not great. player. But he was he was he was a notable player. There were you there were times there him. were times where Peter Crouch was having almost elite type impact on the field, and I bring him as an example because <laughs> if anybody has seen awkward ass Peter Crouch running oh, up and down, like if Peter Crouch can play striker, you can't rule out LeBron James's ability to play striker. You oh, just no. can't do I'm it. I'm not saying he couldn't. I'm saying yeah. he'd probably be really good. That's my point. That's my fucking point. And LeBron James is six eight. Like who I'm really talking about are like the guards. The guards in the NBA would just destroy soccer, like Russell mm. Westbrook. 
Damian Lillard, yeah, James Harden, you know, Kobe, like those kind for of guys. For sure, if they were born in soccer they playing born nations, they it. would be playing professional soccer. And today. they would be murdering, bro. Yeah. They would be fucking murdering. You know, I guess my one qualm is that I think there are comparable athletes in soccer. Like that, who? Uh, um, I don't know, just great players who have been oh, incredibly shit. athletic. I plug and this fast. computer. Finish your point while I plug this computer. Even like uh, Thierry Henry, Obama Yang, Henry six one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like these are people who. Who's are, the guy from the Ivory Coast? Drogba. Drogba. Yeah. Yeah. Drogba. That's like not. I'm not gonna say. At the minimum. Like, dude, at the Paul Millsap would be Drogba at the minimum. <laughs> Paul right. Millsap's not. You know what I mean? Like, I just think I they think, would be crushing for I sure. I think those athletes, and see now that you've thought about it a little bit, they would be crushing. I just don't necessarily think they would be Ronaldo. I think Ronaldo is kind of like a. Well, you know, I think. Oh, go ahead, one second. Let me plug this computer in. Why do you think they would not be Ronaldo? Because there are just comparable athletes that are not Ronaldo. You know what I mean? So, so like I think I think what you're trying to say is ball skills, dribbling skills. Like, would these people inherently have the ball skills? Because there's the, like Mbappe and Neymar, and I think they're. But what you're arguably, saying, you're saying would LeBron James develop the dribbling skills to be able to compete at the level like Ronaldo? Which Ronaldo's dribbling? I don't skills think I don't think LeBron James in any universe could be as good at dribbling as Messi, just because of how big he is. He's never going to be as agile and quick on the ground okay, as a. Person well, like Messi. Well, how how does how is Zlatan as a dribbler? How is Drogba as a dribbler? Good, but different. You know yeah. what I mean? You know how big men just move different than guards do? Absolutely. I think guards potentially could. Yeah, okay, but here's my point. But Drogba was more of like a force and like a... I think LeBron James, you couldn't stop him in the box on crosses ex for sure. Ex exactly. Similar like, with Zlatan. Like, like I, when I look at when I look at those guys like Zlatan and, uh, and, and Drogba, like I think... I think guys like LeBron James and Melo could develop very similar ball skills, but they'd be even higher end, top end athletes. Right. You know, and when you're talking about uh, our level of athletes, we create better level of athletes than anybody else. So I don't think we could necessarily rule out a LeBron James having the ball skill, dribbling skills of a Messi. But I under I understand what you're saying, and I think it would be more applicable to guards. But I think we create the kind of unicorn athletes yeah. that you could see a six nine guy dribbling like. That's Messi a good point. coming from the if, United if States. If I think about the Olympics and how dominant we are in pretty much everything, it but is. it's 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 all about what you said earlier, though. Being born with it, yeah, like being born with it. Just like the first ball that hits your it's a lap soccer ball. is a soccer ball. It's exactly. Then it's a whole different beast, yeah. you know. But and that's kind of my point with the women's national team. They're so great and it's so much fun to watch. Like I don't know how you could hate this team. No, like if you wonderful. if you hate this team, there's something wrong with you. Not this fucking team. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, let's just let's come one more time to Ashton Harris. <laughs> Yeah, pay him. Which is, which is hilarious. Um, ba, 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 ba. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. I what, just, they win three World Cups in a row? They should, no, they they, should be making money. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, they should. I mean, that's like all a complicated issue too, right? Like, I don't know. I, I definitely think there should be equal pay. Don't get me wrong. But, and here's the thing. I don't necessarily think all national women's national teams should be making as much as the super, super profitable men's teams. But the women's national team for the United States should definitely, just in terms of just their national recognition they're the best team in the world 
And I just think that the U.S. government should even step in and. Yeah, know, yeah. I mean, our they should be. I'm not exactly sure how all the financials work out or like justify Why what people get paid, but working. But uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, yeah, Tommy, can you figure out this um, this computer plug and why it's not charging here? It's, um, it's, it's this I will, one. I'll look at it. It's this one, and I'll make a point on Title Nine real quick. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, I I completely get. There should be, I mean, between women's soccer and men's soccer, there should be equal pay. But I mean, I also understand, you know, the capitalism side of the argument because capitalism, you know, runs everything. It's this one right here. Um, like for instance, there's a lot of um, discussion about in in college programs about uh, them getting equal amounts of money for programs and stuff. But I don't really see how that's viable or fair if you're at Ohio State and the Ohio State football team is is uh, running, you know, generating 1.5 billion dollars worth of revenue. They should get most of the allocation from that. And I think the fact that Ohio State's football program makes that much money makes the women's lacrosse team that much more viable because they have more money for them than would have existed previously without the Ohio State national football team or Ohio State's football team. So I get uh, I get the point with um with um bu- 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 the national team and equal pay and all that and it's it's the same problem that you're seeing in in Wimbledon as well as you know women's tennis doesn't get uh doesn't get nearly as much of the money as men's tennis even though no, it's completely fucked. It's okay. We don't need it. It's fine. You just you just fucked it even more. And now we have bad mic. Now you're getting bad feedback. Shithead producer Tommy has just completely brought the podcast to a screeching halt here. Fuck it. We don't need it, man. Just let's go. And uh, so it's kind of fucking hilarious to me that uh, <laughs> that Tommy has completely fucked up the goddamn podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Sometimes you plug things in and the laptop doesn't charge. This is what I get for making complicated points about equal pay. But I, I think, you know, and, and when you see this stuff in college programs, there's no way that you can pay the women's lacrosse team in Ohio State as much as the men's football team in Ohio State. No. No? But in this circumstance where uh, where they're obviously so much more popular than the men's team, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of ridiculous. I think And that, I think at Wimbledon and shit, women's tennis should be equal pay too. Go ahead. And I don't even know if it should be – Equal, quote unquote, but it should be equivalent to what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like meaning, it, however much the men are getting paid in relation to how much they're making and how successful they're being, they should have an equivalent setup. Like I, th- they are making more money than the men's team now, and if they make more money than the men's team as a team, then they should be paid more. Right. But if the men's team are making way more money than they should yeah. be paid more. And it's, but it's the way hard. it currently who's, is, they're gets, making more money as a team, but they're getting paid less, which is totally how does it, how does it t- How does the TV revenue even work with the World Cup? I'm not positive. Because it's not like, if you, if it's like set up like revenue sharing like the NFL, it's easier to compare apples to oranges. That's the tricky thing too, is the women's team gets more viewership in the U.S. because it's a U.S. team that is winning. Than men's. And the women's team... Yeah. Get makes more money and in America. Gets more views. We support winners. They should be making yes. more money than the fucking loser ass men's team. But fucking. it's like while the women's team is making more money as a team compared to them, the men's World Cup makes way, 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 way more money. Sure. And, and the men's team, when they're part of that World Cup, 
is a part of that larger revenue sure pool. sure so, and i think i think i don't know i think pino's point is a good one i call her pino now you know she's great <laughs> making rapper sure. now for the greatest fucking uh greatest greatest celebration i think in sports like that thing that she does that's just like she's just like just that, like bowing after a fucking player. Yo, if I was if I was like an NFL player who's talented but doesn't get enough press, that would be my celebration now. I would do it in like honor of those guys. You yeah. know what I mean? Every time I scored a touchdown, I'd just be doing the Pino. She's right? great. Yeah. So uh, I, I think love Pino I love, for president. <laughs> nothing makes me happier than an athlete who gets in a position where the spotlight's all on them. And like the pressure's really on, and then she scores in every, every single fucking single game. game. Incredible! Which, I didn't understand the ESPYS last night. Okay, best breakthrough athlete. They had Trey Young as best breakthrough athlete, and not Luka Doncic. What? Mm. What? And then they had like female athlete of the year. They had Alex Morgan, and then they didn't have Pina. Yeah, it probably should have been Pina. How do you not have Pino? Gotta be Pino. You gotta She's have Pino. She's the star of the show, this World Cup. Pino is my president now, by the way. Last World Cup, maybe Morgan. <laughs> this World Cup, definitely Pino. But the kind of hate this woman is getting is so, ugh. I don't understand. Like, like, so in the past week, conservatives have now boycotted Nike, Starbucks, and the women's national team. Like, like what is that? I don't, I don't get that. Like, where, what warped fucking, you know, twilight black mirror reality have we meandered into that the guy who is fucking firing goddamn Dennis Rodman and Cato Kalin is now beefing with the U.S. women's national team. Megan Pino has more intelligence, grace, humility, talent, skill in her fucking small pinky finger than Donald Trump does in every fucking strand of hair that's ever allegedly been on his fucking head. You know what I mean? So it's just ridiculous to me that you could look at somebody like that who absolutely unequivocally stands for everything that is American. Self, absolutely. Fucking self-made skill proves it at every level to this fucking bum who's bankrupted the casino failed upwards at every fucking point of his life you know the amount of money that this guy has now is equal to the exact same amount of money that his dad gave him as a fucking loan you know as far as you know the money uh you know uh, what does they call it fucking uh as far as money um appreciating right right right, right, right. it's the exact same real dollar value if he would have just went down to chase bank and literally put it into a fucking account, he would be worth so much more money now. Yeah. You know, and he's not even a fucking billionaire. But but I digress. The fact that you could look at this U.S. women's national team and think of them as un-American and the way that people do in such a brutish, callous way is disgusting to me. Yeah, like, I have, I have these follows on Instagram that I follow just because I find them hilarious for, like, stupid meta reasons. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Like, Rachel Dole's, I was one. Uh, I randomly follow this uh, hillbilly motherfucker in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he's part of this pyramid scheme, but he doesn't know he's part of a pyramid scheme. That's hilarious. <laughs> so he's always like pushing this pair. It's called Asia Redox. He's always pushing this pyramid scheme shit, and it's so bad and obvious. But he's like super hardcore conservative, right? And him and his friends do this public access conservative comedy show from their garage. It's called oh, no. Tommy's Garage. And I just like. Isn't hate it Tommy? The guy, yeah, Tommy's Garage. And What's I just like. Tommy, it's oh. you. So I just like hate watched his Instagram posts yeah. and stuff today because I find it hilarious for some reason. And like he's just like tweeting over and over. Oh, look at this ugly purple haired dude, ugly purple haired dude. And like all these people liking and commenting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like this is what you guys are doing with your time. 
You know what I mean? This is what the fuck you're doing with your time? I don't get it, Tommy. Explain to me, white people. I don't understand them sometimes. Can you yeah. explain them to me? Uh, can I explain? Explain white people white to me, people. Tommy, in one sentence. I don't know. It's just, it's just clicks. And the leader waves his fucking wand and everyone <laughs> goes that way. You know what I mean? It's left foot stomp. That's all it is. It's left foot stomp. It's just fucking... Everybody's like that, though. Yeah. Every, everybody's like that, though. In, in their own way, everybody's like that. But, you know, now it's just like for supporting like, oh, we don't give a shit. About, don't talk to me about Mexican kids in camps. You know what I mean? It's like weird. But anyways, I think that team's great. The only thing that sucks is like you only really get to see them achieve on this level like every four years. Like there's no, like it doesn't. No see, one really watches the league. There's W. I think it's like W S L. The N W S L. The N W S L. Nobody really watches that though. The N W S L is is like, <sighs> what happened to American space policy after we landed on the moon? You know what I mean? Yeah. So Americans land on the moon, and then it's like, you know, everyone thought we were going to do all these great things with it, but nothing happened. You know. Americans winning the World Cup, you know, we thought all these great things were going to happen, but I don't really know the health of the NWSL. You know, is it? I don't really either. Hmm. I wonder how we could make that league more viable. The the tricky part is it's already hard to get men's soccer off the ground. You know what yeah, I mean? Like totally. It, totally. I will say men's soccer is doing better than it ever has in terms of like the new teams. Like Atlanta is super successful sure. team. They fill the stadium. I think if you got the stars from the u.s women's national team i mean i think this was the theory four years right, ago right, right, right. but it still feels like it could be true right and you just put them people would go to see them but <sighs> i would think I so you got to do a lot of marketing around the individual they have the individual stars individual talents it's gotta be a failure in marketing that's a good point you gotta have yeah and you know they need other people to play you know maybe yeah. the, maybe the league shouldn't be women's world cup but maybe that should just be the league it's yeah. like different international teams, and every year they have a World Cup. Yeah, you know they did, I don't they do know the Olympics. Do. I don't know. So I don't, it's like every two. But. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a man who claims to have all the answers. I'm just a man who claims to be able to say that I have all the answers. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't claim to have all the answers, but you're certainly <laughs> going to be giving what your answer would be. So I don't. I don't know what you could do in terms of making a private professional. Maybe you could have double headers with MLS. You know. Also, I'm sure half, I mean, most of the women's stars are international. So I guess yeah, England yeah. England has a good women's league. Oh, do they really? Yeah, but yeah, so they can probably go there and make a good income. But I'm these are such, sure these are such American play. stars. I think yeah. of them as such an American team. That would be nice for them to have a viable league here that, that people up. are Where watching. Where does Alex Morgan play? You don't even round. know. You I don't, don't even, even know. know. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's just we'll see what happens to the national team. I'm glad they're having kind of their moment in the in the sun right now, um, but hopefully they'll be able to trans. Because I would love to be able to watch uh, women's women's soccer on a on a more annual basis, especially right now because there's not shit going the on Orlando in sports Pride. right now. Pride, cool. The Orlando Pride, like it's such it's such a dead spot in the sports schedule. I think if they picked it up, they like, got to get right better now, team names. Orlando, the Portland Thorns. <laughs> Rain FC, Houston Dash. <laughs> yeah, those are some shitty names, bro. I hate generic sports names. Don't, North Carolina Courage. <laughs> don't name, don't name your sports franchise like they're the default creative team in Madden. You know Washington what I mean? Washington Spirit. Like it's terrible. <laughs> like the Thunder is the worst name. Do you know Charlotte almost named themselves the Thunder too? That was like on their list before. Oh no. 
So yeah, find some find some unique names. You know, Chicago Red Stars. That's a little suspicious. Yeah, I don't like that. Was that Bernie running that team? <laughs> oh, sorry, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with the women's soccer. We'll see. Hopefully, it goes well. But congratulations to the women's team. You guys were very very enjoyable to watch. And, we love uh, you. Fuck the men's team for losing in Chicago. You know what I mean? And I think Pino's got a good point. How do you schedule three different? finals on one day that's pretty dumb yeah it's retarded um but but, uh other than that you know it's such a slow time in the sports schedule now uh that i'm glad for miscellaneous sports events like i'm so hard on wimbledon right now i love it we got we got tiger going to the open i've even been watching the cricket world cup can you believe that tommy Uh, i've been watching i gotta relearn the rules of the cricket world cup every four years so i can figure out what the fuck my family is talking about (laughs) you know what i mean but india just lost to new zealand even though new zealand had a very poor outing we should have been able to match the runs everyone in india is sad right now it's got to feel bad to lose to an island (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're a fucking subcontinent yeah. how'd you even find out about this yeah shit? yeah we're, we're subcontinent what are we doing losing to a fucking island you know so i don't know about that um other than that <laughs> yeah i have nothing left to do in my life but bet on summer league you know but uh other than that we have the russell westbrook trade which you know should be interesting to me i should find this way more interesting usually i'm all over stuff like a russell westbrook trade but i don't find it interesting do you know why why because i don't think russell westbrook can really help that many teams out there you know, I think he's uh, almost fell into Rubio levels of shooting last year. I think he's a tremendous athlete, um, but he's almost perfect for a market like OKC. If you don't think you're going to contend, let him get his historic triple doubles and fill the stadiums every year, year yeah. in and year out. I mean, he goes to Miami. Uh, right now, they're saying that uh, that right now uh, the big destination, the league thinks it's inevitable that he's going to go to Miami. Which is fine. Go to Miami. It's going to be you and Jimmy Butler, and you guys are going to be at each other's fucking yeah, throats, that's a bad... winning forty-seven games every year, and that's all the fuck you're going to do. You know, I think the only place that you can actually really probably take Russell Westbrook and have him contribute to a team and to a championship is the LA Lakers. You know, I think. Because of who the Lakers are, because of who LeBron is, because of the other stars they have on that team, hmm. I think it's kind of the perfect harness and buttressing support that for a Russell Westbrook. Little, yeah, that would be interesting. It would be very interesting. Also, shout out to uh, this guy. I don't even know his name. Um, but, 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 but. Do you think without Russell Westbrook, LA has a chance to compete? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you I mean, know, they got stars. Look, the NBA has fucked itself because it's 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 tricked itself into this 82 game schedule. 82 games is too much. It's way too much to play. Yeah. It should be 70 games at the most. Mm-hmm. It should really be like 66 games. You know what I mean? 69 oh, wow. games, right? So <laughs> it should be cuz it's too many games. It's too many games. And or these how players about this? we just started the playoffs. <laughs> Summer these, league, then the playoffs. These guys play too much. There's too much of a chance of variance of injuries. They're yeah. such athletes pushing it to the limits of endurance and fatigue. And when you're at that level is when you start to do stuff like, you know, these ACL, MCL, quads type of injuries. You yeah, know, I that's agree. when this stuff happens. That's why uh, Kawhi's load management thing was so important. You know, and also Kawhi should be very careful. You know, yeah, it's great. He has all the leverage and all the clout. Uh, all the clout shout out sierra what's her name who sings that clout song offset uh cardi b offset and cardi b look offset. how hip i am ooh, ooh, ooh. right 
Yeah, Tommy, never do that again, please. Sorry. So <laughs> you have you have Kawhi showing his Sorry, showing his clout. Thank you, Tommy. You have Kawhi showing his clout by getting all these guys to LA. But Toronto actually saved your career, bro. You were coming off a year where you didn't play at all because of injury and because of their director of sports science and their analytical approach, not just the game on the field, but actually just like who you play in the lineups and how many minutes they should play so they don't fucking pop their ACL. Kawhi Leonard was able to play in the playoffs. So, you know, I wouldn't automatically assume all these teams are going to be healthy next year, you know, but if Mm. somehow the Lakers are healthy, and let's say the Clippers or other teams aren't, then um, then absolutely the Lakers have a shot. But uh, but uh, one thing I think the Lakers have going against them is even if they were smart enough to do a type of load management team, they don't have a deep enough roster to do so. Mm. You know, hashtag cut ten cut ten games. Cut ten yes, games. The cut ten games. Fanatics. But my idea for. Um, basketball is actually this here's what you do you know how you have central division you have all these little divisions and these came to be because in the 70s you had regional schedules you had all these things where it was hard to go across country and hard to do all these things so you have these regional division divisions and out of these divisions is how you got a lot of your playoff seedings and your playoff teams okay now obviously these uh, divisions don't have as much of relevance these days because of the promulgation of travel and tv and all these different reasons right makes sense Tommy, you with me? Tommy, you with me? 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 So you have, let's take the Central Division. My Indiana Pacers. Who else is in the Central Division? You got the Milwaukee Bucks. You got the Detroit Pistons. You got the Chicago Bulls. The Indiana Pacers. The Cleveland Cavaliers. These teams do not play each other at all. Here's my idea. Okay? They don't play each other at all. When do they play each other, Tommy? Right before the playoffs. Oh, right, right, right. You have your divisional games where it's like a mini divisional tournament mm-hmm. that's just within the division. Yeah. So, and a lot of those break up tiebreakers going into the playoffs. So, you have those mini tournaments before the actual playoffs. I think that increases the meaning of the kind of divisional games and it, uh, it leads all kinds of a mini playoffs going into the playoffs. Yeah. Now, tell me I'm a genius, Tommy. You're a genius, Tommy. Thank you, baby. Um, yeah, but that's all that's going on in the NBA. And, you know, Wimbledon is going to be fun. Uh, Nadal and Federer are playing. Check, tune into that. But, yeah, this was fun. This was good. You have a good time today, Tommy? Oh, I had so much fun. You have a good time? Mm-hmm. Good when to be we back. When we fix soccer? Yeah. We I fix th- men's I think, soccer. I think we did a lot of I think we fixed men's good soccer. fixing. We talked about how uh, the simulation is controlling speaking all of, of which, us subtly. Speaking of which, you know what I missed when Tommy wasn't here? I miss Tommy's life question of the week. Do we have a life question of the week, Tommy? Do we have Tommy wondering about anything except for his fucking self and his goddamn dumb mustache? Do you have anything, Tommy, to offer well, us? Well, aside you- from uh, facial hair grooming tips. Yeah. And so- don't half-ass this question. It better be a good one. <laughs> no, I'm actually still interested in the, the simulation thing, just piggybacking on that. Sure, sure, please. When do you think, in this reality, we will create something... That is a realistic simulation of another reality. Great question, Tommy. I'm glad it wasn't a How shitty How far away one. are I'm we from I'm glad that? it was not a shitty have question. Have you done one week. of those 3D VR games, by the way? I have. With, I the, have. Little, with the little maze or something like that? Yeah, I've, I did it at uh, the Microsoft store. It's like an Apple store, but for Microsoft. 
Hell yeah. I did I did one of those like a couple months ago and I was it's like, amazing. Holy fuck. Yeah, every every so often we have these certain technological experiences that you see things have progressed. Uh, one of them was the first time I logged onto the internet. The first time we got AOL into our house. That was, <laughs> that was oh, that's that EDM shit. Is that yeah. the Skrillex? I love, I can love them. <laughs> that dial up. <laughs> <laughs> Another one was when I first got into a Tesla. I went in a Tesla, and you have, if you have not been in a Tesla and seen the auto drive and the acceleration, it's simply the best piece of tech that's ever fucking been created. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. It's amazing. And there are these Tesla haters, but th- let me tell you about these Tesla haters. That, and we know how I was telling you about the ego thing. Mm-hmm. They reject it because in their mind and in their ego, they so identify with the idea of gasoline cars the, yeah. uh, that, that idea of a roadster or F1 or, or you know, the muscle car. Got they that so, Ford boner. Yeah, they so, uh, are so intrinsically connected with this that they don't see the future standing kind of right in front of them. A fucking Tesla Model 3 is faster than a Ferrari. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, and, and it drives itself. can never compete. And it drives itself and it updates itself every fucking week, you know? Um, so there are these certain things where... We feel uh, technological progress, right? And now I used to be what's called an optimist. Uh oh. I used to be an optimist when it came to humanity, and I still am in uh, in some points. And I'll explain to you what I mean. So if you if you talk to a lot of people, Tommy, mm-hmm. and you say, "Hey, what's going on with this human thing?" A lot of people think, "Oh, the world is crazy right now. The world sucks. Uh, it's worse than it's ever been. Uh, war, death, starvation, famine, and all that stuff." Mm-hmm. But in actuality, the world is more peaceful now than it has been at any other point in human history. Like you're less likely to die now from war rape famine murder than at any point you no, no you're going as you go and you're sleeping in your pennsylvania town home tonight there's such a little risk of vikings landing off the shore and burning down your entire fucking village right and taking you and you know skull fucking your whatever young they boy they did that to my ancestors they did that to tommy's ancestors i'm part viking he's part viking not consensually it, not consensually yeah Right? Mm-hmm. He got, he got, he got, I'm non-consensually related got, to yo, those murderous villains. Tommy got Gino molested is what happened there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's so much less of a chance of that happening these days. Okay? <laughs> so I think actually human beings have a pretty good chance. We're, we're, we've kind of, you know, no other time in the history of the world has the most powerful country uh, been subject to democratic oversight. Uh, no time in the history of the world has the most powerful country in the world elected a, a, a minority within that country to run their country. So there's a lot of good hallmarks that we have going for. And the only thing that can kind of stop us from inevitable uh, technical progression that leads us to overcome things like scarcity of resources is something like global warming or nuclear destruction. Like literally the only thing, two things that could stop us are global warming and nuclear destruction. Those are the only two things that can stop us from achieving Bill Hicks's dream of just let's all get high and explore space together. You know um, what I'm saying? Yeah. But RIP. But when we're electing fucking clowns like this, it makes me think that we're in the wrong simulation. <laughs> you know it's what I mean? It's so anti-intellectual and kind of burn the books that yeah. it is scary. Yeah, well, it's not only that. You're also seeing a regression of democracy around the world, and yeah. democracy is an idea around the world for a, a type of capital oligarchical system in which the elite— 
um, form partnerships with each other across countries vis-a-vis the Chinese uh, president for life, uh, Putin, guys like Trump, guys like other dictators around the world banding each other against rising democracy. And you can even say that the Republican Party within the United States is now an illiberal party who no longer believes in democracy. I don't, mm. I don't, I mean, their whole thing is keeping people from voting now. The thing that scares me so, is so, that- So I thought we were this over this whole yeah. question of democracy versus other forms of government. We clearly aren't. So, but if, if we can still, uh, you know, if we can still somehow not destroy ourselves with global warming or war, um, the way our science is progressing is we won't have scarcity. We won't have poverty if we just keep allowing ourselves to progress without any major technical roadblocks. And if we do that, then we can build what I'm talking about in, in you know, 500 years, if, if, if not less. But go ahead. Talking about socialism? <laughs> no, I was talking about simulation. The scary thing is uh, about this oligarchy that it seems to be moving towards is just like... It seems like for a while they wanted it to be a silent oligarchy, right? Like, Which is call better. It democracy. It's fine with it's that. Actually, secretly the <laughs> rich and powerful controlling everything as they yeah. always have. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. now it's starting to just be more overt. Or overt. In terms of like, yeah, we buy elections, we buy the politicians, we right. get whatever we want. Right. And there's no scandals anymore. No, no. Every all the scandals melt into one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I hope we can. Uh, you know, I don't want to eat the rich, but I wouldn't mind uh, <laughs> tasting them. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah it's, it's like the, the problem isn't even the rich. Like, it doesn't matter. You know, capitalism as a system in terms of progressing people out of poverty actually works. It actually works. Here's the problem now. The problem is this isn't capitalism that we have anymore. You know, so when you hear people talking about oh socialism oh these guys are so socialism to me isn't the answer really either what you need is a capitalism with strong social programs you know but when you hear hear these guys say oh these guys are trying to take social they're trying to move the economy they're redistributing wealth wealth has already been redistributed to this country but it's been redistributed to the top yeah we live Amen. we live in a reverse socialistic country. We don't live in a capitalist country anymore. We live in an oligarchical capitalist economy now. Socialism for the rich. It's socialism for the rich. Hashtag Yang twenty twenty. <laughs> oh shit. Bringing it on home. Yeah, and if you want to make America great again, all Go you to have Yang to do if you want to make America great again, <laughs> you wanna make America like the fifties, all you have to do is look at CEO pay in the fifties versus CEO pay now. The workers and companies are not getting the same benefits that they used to. We're not all tied into the economy. The middle class does not get the benefits of an upward swing economy anymore. It all goes to the top. That, my friends, is a redistribution of wealth. And that, my friends, is just as dangerous as socialism. What we need is strong, normative capitalism uh, these days. And the problem is... um, (laughs) You have Republicans who are obviously taking this system out of that, and they're taking all of this this system, um, all the money out. They're giving it to the rich, and they're fooling the majority of their supporters with all these cultural issues that don't exist. The, you're boycotting Nike. You're boycotting Starbucks. You're boycotting the U.S. Women's National Team. What's really happening is you're boycotting your own paycheck and your own well-being. You know, so you have these Republicans that are doing that, and and they're using these people, as Bob Dylan says, as only a pawn in their game. But then you have Democrats, you have these Democrats as well that don't know what the fuck they're doing. They can find their own ass with two hands. 
You know what I mean? Like all you need to do is have normative democracy and capitalism again. We don't need a fucking Sandinista fucking leftist revolution in this country. I'm sorry, Tommy. Just normative capitalist democracy where it works Yang for everybody. 2020. Let's go ahead and end this podcast. I love you guys. You guys are great. We're going to have a lot of fun stuff for you soon. I'll see you all soon. Thanks for coming through. Bye.